0: You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in. This is the TSR pod where all we do is win. It's just football fiends on a mission, delivering opinions of my significance. Man, I hope you've been listening, because scouting is the business. You're welcome, because it's a privilege. Most people in this position just don't give it away, no. All that's left to say now is welcome to the show, because you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go. Well, I got to, gotta get it, put it in. you. Feeling with the feeling, don't stop, episode seven of the TSR Podcast, brought to you by out and report where you can go and find your edge. Sitting here with my co-host, Bo, how are you living, my man?
1: I'm um, doing great, man. How, we,
0: how about you? Uh, Doing all right, man. Got some real, real rough news, obviously, earlier this week when uh, we all found out about the loss of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven other people in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. Um, I don't even know what to say regarding this the day that I found out I was completely speechless. It's probably the worst that that can come to mind right now. It's probably the worst loss that I've ever seen in the sports world or for the sports world. I don't know if you have anybody else. Obviously you had the, the horrible loss of Sean Taylor. Um, Yeah, that was pretty big, but he wasn't wasn't Kobe Bryant quite yet. He wasn't Kobe Bryant. So, just for something to happen to this guy, and, and the timing was unbelievable, uh, you know, I put out an article that I wrote saying that just the night before I had seen – I had watched the game where LeBron had passed Kobe for third all-time in scoring. That night, Kobe congratulates him on Twitter, and then apparently was in the helicopter crash, uh, like I said, out in California, I think before 10 o'clock that next morning. Um obviously like i've said it's a huge loss to the sports world for laker nation for fans everywhere he had an unbelievable influence um even on me as a kid i like i said in that article the reason i wanted my first basketball hoop was because because of watching kobe bryant i wasn't kobe bryant wasn't my favorite player i was always a big dwayne wade fan but you had to respect kobe um his winning mentality his his want to be better every day um Really, I I don't know – I don't even know the words to put in to say how this has affected the NBA um, as a whole. It's just a massive loss. You've seen um, analysts, players, fellow teammates Everybody you can think of that's really been shaken up by this loss. So it's really awful to see. Um, the crash looks like it could have been caused by the weather. Um, I'm guessing you heard the same thing, Bo. I think it was because of the fog or something like that. Is that the same thing you were hearing?
1: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I have, one of my friends lives lives out uh, in California in, in the L.A. area. And uh, he said it was really foggy that, that morning. And uh, from what I read, they were trying to... Uh, I guess, ascend to go up higher and make like a, a left turn through a the really like steep kind of canyon esque, like, you know, landscape. And it was just the conditions weren't right. I think the lost control of the helicopter.
0: Yeah. Like, like I said, a huge loss. Basically, we, we you know, we just lost a five time NBA champion. Let, let's go, but let's go down what, what this guy had achieved in his career. The guy was a five time NBA champion two-time NBA Finals MVP, an 18-time NBA All-Star, nine-time NBA All-Defensive all, Defe- all Defensive First Team, two-time NBA Scoring Champion, two-time Olympic Gold Medalist, and he was fourth all-time, like I said recently, just became fourth all-time in points scored in the NBA. Um, like I said, definitely the biggest loss. It-, it shook me up, man. I don't know about you, Bo, when you received the news. I got a call from a close friend. I hadn't even heard about it yet. And he called me, asked me if I had heard what happened. I told him I didn't know what he was talking about. And then he told me that Kobe had lost his life in a helicopter crash. And, of course, my first instinct was, okay, well, you know, it's not true. You know, there's yeah, that's no, what I thought. I there's thought no it, way a, This can't be true. Yeah, there's no way this is true. Yeah. There's no way, you know, like I said, the timing is just unreal. Because you think about it, man. LeBron, who is now a Laker, had just passed Kobe for third all-time in scoring in – Philadelphia because they were playing the 76ers that's Kobe's hometown so it's just the 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 weirdness of the the timeline of events that led up to this is kind of what has me um not puzzled but more of just you know out there I just can't believe it happened and the worst part of the whole thing obviously there were nine people that lost their lives on it um you know another one being Gianna Kobe Bryant's 13-year-old daughter who was becoming a young basketball star herself. It was two of her other teammates and their parents, along with the pilot that lost their lives. But, guys, if you want to check out the article that I wrote about Kobe and losing him as an athlete, um, as an icon, please go on TSR's Twitter. Again, you can find TSR's Twitter, at Scouting LLC. Scroll through, and you can find that article. Um, I'm pretty sure the title of it is Anytime We Lose an Athlete or Icon, It Shakes Us Up. So you guys go read that for me. Give me some uh, give me some thumbs up on it if you like what I wrote about it. I would love to hear you guys uh, on Twitter. Tell me what your favorite Kobe moment was. What made you guys um, idolize him the way I definitely did when I was a kid. And basically just tell me why you looked at him as a role model. But, Bo, moving on, man, uh, some NFL news. So we've got some more Super Bowl talk to talk about. All right. So basically, let's talk about this. You asked me this earlier, and I had to sit there and think about it. I thought it was a really good question. You said, how many times will Jimmy GQ have to throw the ball against the Chiefs? Obviously, guys, Jimmy G threw the ball, what was it, eight times, Bo, in yeah. the last game? The six somehow, for eight, I think. Yeah, somehow he only had to throw the ball eight times and they, was basically dominating the Packers. Obviously, a lot of that had to do with Raheem Mostert, but – Okay, but I'll let you go first on this. How many times do you see Jimmy GQ having to throw the ball against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl on Sunday? I, th- I think he's going to throw it under
1: 25 times, um, which, which that some people could consider that a lot of throws. So I would, I'm going down around the 20 range. I don't see uh, the Chiefs letting up a 200-yard rusher. This game, I'm not saying the team couldn't get 200 yards in total rushing as a group, but I don't see Raheem Mostert, you know, running away with the game like he did that Packers game. Uh, that Packers just couldn't keep up, you know. And I, I don't, I don't quite see Frank Clark giving up that easily, you know.
0: <laughs> no, no, I don't see Frank Clark giving up that easily either, or Matthew, or Chris Jones, or any of those guys. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go a different route here. I'm gonna say that Jimmy G throws the ball about 35 times. And the reason I say that is because I think that's what they're gonna have to do to keep up with the Chiefs offense. I think the Chiefs are gonna come out, the Niners are gonna get behind early, and I think it's they're gonna it, it the ball is gonna be placed on or the game is gonna be on Jimmy G's arm probably more than Kyle Shanahan wants it to be.
1: Yeah, I mean because I think I- I think Jimmy G's got – I mean, Jimmy G's got the arm. I just feel like the more attempts you see, the less chance they're winning because they're trying to play the shootout keep-up game rather than getting ahead and controlling the clock.
0: Yeah, and another thing – so this is something else I was thinking about. I don't know entirely if either one of these teams can stop the other one.
1: Yeah, that's, really, that's going to be the whole thing, really. I
0: mean, it's going to be the defense that stops up and can – and I mean stops up, steps up and can stop the other team from wins scoring. Wins the game for the for it, well, wins team. Wins the game, basically. A defense wins championships. A defensive touchdown would probably win this game for one of these teams. I would I would pretty much agree with that. I would yeah. honestly agree with that. I think – I I would definitely go with the 49ers having more talent to defense. Yeah. Know, not not – you know – throwing shade on any of the uh, the defensive guys that Kansas City has. Um, but I just don't know – I don't think the Chiefs' defense is good enough to stop the 49ers. But then again, what defense in the NFL is good enough to stop Patrick Mahomes in that offense? And, and it's so much is – there are scouts out there saying right now, Bo, that the Chiefs are too fast and the 49ers are not going to be able to keep up all game. They're saying, you know, they may keep up for a half. Maybe they keep up for three quarters, but something's going to break loose at the end because pretty much, like I said earlier on another podcast, the only other team that matches the same speed – and and when I say matches the same speed, I don't think there's any team in a race that's going to beat the Chiefs. But when I say big – um. Match of speed and and the way of big play, like big playability. The Titans were over the Chiefs. That's the only team that was over them this season. I think, I don't know, I may go with the scouts, man. I don't know if this 49ers defense can keep up for all four quarters, which is partly why I have the Chiefs winning 38-31. I'm still sticking with that prediction. Um, I don't know if the 49ers can keep up with them through four quarters of just basically just a foot race constantly. And that's what I think it's going to come down to. Travis Kelsey's not a slow guy at tight end. Obviously, we all know what Tyreek Hill can do. You got Miko Hardman out there. You got Sammy Watkins out there. All these guys are burners. And I don't know if the corners and the safeties for the 49ers are going to be able to to take that deep threat game out of the out of the Chiefs' offense. I don't know about you. What do you have to say about that?
1: I mean, I I agree. It's gonna be tough to, to keep to take that deep threat. And I mean, I you know away. It's the Chiefs. You know what I mean? It's it's Tyreek Hill. It's it's Miko Harbin. They are they are burners. That's what they're. That's why they were drafted there. Um, but I keep hammering this home. But you know, I think the if San Francisco's defense spends a lot of time on the field, you're right. They are not gonna be able to to run this whole game with with KC. San Francisco's offense has got to control the game like they did against the Packers. The Packers yep. didn't
0: have the ball. Well, basically, you can you could chuck it up to the more time that the 49ers defense is on the on the team. I mean, on the team on the uh, field. Basically, the, the higher the win percentage for Kansas City,
1: they're going to have to get Patrick Mahomes on the ground.
0: Oh, they got to get him on the ground or keep him yeah. on the sideline, keep him on yeah. the bench.
1: I mean, that's uh, obvious, but that's just its its a, they're going to have to get four sacks or so to win this game.
0: And a lot of guys are predicting the 49ers to win. Again, I'm sticking with my prediction. Bo, I believe you went with the 49ers in a closer game than I did. Uh, what would you say it was, 33-31?
1: Uh, the first time when we went around, I think I said 33-31, and then we, we did, a, you know, like a – we, next week, we just recapped it, and then we kind of switched up our score. We both, I think, changed our scores up by a point or two, and I think I picked uh, 30, 35, 32, 35, 33, something, something like that. that. I yeah, think you're right. We're not it's far it's, off, you know what I mean? But I think, no, no, we're not far I I, off. I think I threw a prediction out like one of the defenses is going to make a, you know, a turnover later in the game to really seal it up. Someone's going to have to.
0: And I'm going to be honest with you, man. I haven't seen as much trash talk as I thought there was going to be. It seems there, like a, just a lot of respect. It's been a lot of respect, it, you know, from from Frank Clark saying that he didn't understand why Richard Sherman was was, you know, had shade being thrown at him, um, saying that he respected Sherman's game. And you have to you have to at this point in Sherman's career to the to the point that you made to me that Tyreek Hill is over here saying he wants the jer- jersey swap with Richard Sherman. Oh, yeah. You know, which is a great shine of of respect. So. They have it to deserves, pay for
1: those jerseys when they do that.
0: Exactly, they have to do that. So they have to pay for it. So, yep. I think it's been a lot of respect shown. But in the beginning, I was reading a whole lot that both head coaches were worried that there was going to be so much trash talk before between both teams that they they were actually thinking it was going to be an issue. And it it's been anything but that to this point. So like, unless it picks up a lot towards the towards you know Saturday night and stuff like that, I don't see that being an issue i think it's a lot of respect in this game you know there's two the two best tight tight ends in the game are playing in this one um i think the receivers on the Chiefs side have a lot of respect for sherman i think the receivers on the 49ers have a lot of respect for matthew and what he can do uh they all respect jimmy gq and they all respect patrick mahomes and they respect the head coaches too there's two great offensive minds on each side of the sideline coaching against one another, so I think there's just a whole lot of respect, and I love seeing that. I love some good trash talk, Bo, but I love seeing respect a little bit more.
1: I agree, and and you know what? I'm just kind of I'm gonna throw this out there. Do you think that you know with the loss of Kobe Bryant this week, I think a lot more people are being more appreciative of of the the talents they're given and the in the spotlight they're in and the the ability to play with these other you know these other amazing athletes, these these great guys. Every Sunday and I feel I feel like that's I'm not saying it it could be but I mean that's what it is but you know I feel like the loss of Kobe kind of humbled everybody you know kind of got brought everybody back down to earth I I saw several I saw several people tweeting stuff you know pro athletes saying it's all love from here out like. You know, we're, you know, we're not, we need to stop hating on everybody, you know, on everyone. Just bring love to the table, you know, well, and I, well think, you do, I think, I think that could be, I think that could be, could be part of it. I mean, it's been a, it's been a kind of a somber week in sports, you know, ever since the Kobe thing.
0: So, oh, it's been, a, it's been a real somber week in sports. Um, yeah. I, and I think that probably I don't think I could have said that any better myself. But I think that must have a whole lot to do with it. You know, athletes are, are, are humbled by what's just happened uh, in the sports all, yeah, world. Yeah, all
1: these guys in the NFL idolized Kobe too at one point in their life. I guarantee you. Oh, absolutely. It. Everyone.
0: They I mean, how could you not idolize the drive, the the tenacity?
1: Yeah. His the mentality fire, was the, like the perfect the, athlete mentality.
0: So, let me, Let me tell you this. So like, the the Mamba mentality now, if it wasn't a big thing before, it's going to be a lot bigger now, because I think all of us in our lives at some point need that Mamba mentality. You know, maybe you're working for, maybe you're working to get a better job at work. You want that promotion or you just started a job and you're trying to work your way up. Or if you're an athlete and you're on the field and and you're going up head to head against guys that are just as talented as you are. You gotta have that Mamba mentality, man. You gotta have that drive in you to want to be better every single day, day in and day out. And I think that's what Kobe taught us. Is this guy never took a day off. And lo- look what happened for him. You know, this guy was a five-time champion. Is considered one of the greatest basketball players to ever play the game. And I just think that a lot of people. Are starting to realize that that Mamba mentality is what it really takes in this day and age.
1: I agree. And I mean, if I think even, even just like what you've done starting in starting your scouting thing, you know, it's it, that takes a mentality where like, you can't be told. No, I mean, thank you. you, Like you think you've had doubters along the way of just like, you know, he had doubters every step of the way in his life. It takes that mentality. So
0: I've definitely had doubters along the way, but I've also received an unbelievable amount of support and you yep. know, I, I think I've received uh, I've received more support than there's a lot of people out there that that do receive. You know what I mean? That I've yeah. received a whole lot of support from a lot of different directions. Um, I've had I'm a very blessed individual to be able to go to the NFL Combine last year to work with a awesome team in Blitzalytics and work with their scouting department. So, like I said, you know, there, there's people out there, man, that don't aren't handed the best situations. And, and a, the biggest thing probably I can the, – the best uh, guy that I can talk about right now that's just recently happened is Javon Kinlaw, the defensive lineman from South Carolina. You know, the interview he had at the Senior Bowl saying that, you know, they had to boil water just to make sure it was clean and that, you know, they didn't have working showers or anything like that. And it was just a struggle to, to eat food at night. And now this guy's, this guy's about to be potentially a top 15 lock in the NFL draft. That's like a $20 million paycheck. man. Exactly. You know? That shows that shows that don't, don't give up on what you're doing. I know it sounds cliche, but if you got a dream, run with it, run with it, try as hard as you absolutely can. You know, at the end of the day, screw what other people are saying it's screw. If people are telling you that, you know, you, you can't, you can't make it or, or no, like you're not good enough. Like, okay, that's great. Just, just put, put that as a chip on your shoulder. Just keep going, you know, strive to be great in everything you do and be passionate about it. Now, I think that's what Kobe showed us the best. So, like you said, but I think that has a lot to do with. There's been no trash talking in this Super Bowl, or, or there's been some, but everybody is more appreciative. You know, the wide receiver lining up on the field is probably going to be a little bit more appreciative of that cornerback. It's guarding him. He's going to appreciate his talent. He's going to appreciate the fight that guy has in him. He's appreciating that he has the talent to be on the field to go against that cornerback. So. I think a lot of people need to step back, you know, take a moment. I certainly did when I heard the news and just be grateful for every minute that you have every second, you know, the next five minutes isn't promised. Um, And I think we're realizing that more and more every day. And the biggest thing I learned, learned with that whole thing was, you know, famous people, athletes, icons, actors, stuff like that, man, they're people too. And, and the crazy stuff that happens, you know, to, you know, people just like you and me, Bo. Happens to them too. You know, they're not they're not robots. They're they're real people, and tragedies do happen. And I think I think that's probably the biggest thing that hit me out of all of this. But guys, I'm sorry. I know we rant a lot. I I just it's hard for me not to talk about the Kobe situation. it's uh, relevant, you know. Oh, it's definitely relevant. So <laughs> it'll be relevant next month. I mean, I'll probably be yeah. still bringing it up. So yeah. I also want to say this, Bo. On this day, on this day, in 2018. The Kansas City Chiefs traded Alex Smith and decided to go with Mahomes as their starter. And two years later, Mahomes has them in the Super Bowl. So I don't think anyone's looking back and saying, "Man, you know, we missed." It's a conversation
1: no one's having.
0: (laughs) No, no one's having that conversation. (laughs) Yeah, nobody. So so I, I think that's really cool that today it's been two years since Alex Smith, you know, left Kansas City um and obviously now Mahomes is running the show and let me let, let, let me ask you this Bo is it weird to you I was, I was just thinking about this honestly while we were recording is it weird to you that you don't think the Chiefs are like considered why don't they ever call the Chiefs offense the greatest show on turf wow
1: oh, man that's a good question I think Maybe they're lacking like that second prolific wide receiver, kind of like the Rams had with Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce. Those, but both those guys were like all. Uh, I guess you're you're missing,
0: you know, during that time you had Marshall yeah. Faulk.
1: And yeah, you know? and like you're you're talking about a committee that's been like a revolving door throughout this season.
0: You're, you're, you know? so,
1: so, so it, other than you got Patrick Mahomes is the best show under center. You know what I mean? But, oh yeah,
0: your yeah. def- best arm in the league, no doubt. Yeah. You know. So, I
1: mean he's a that's a, that's a, you gotta watch that game every week if you can. He's
0: oh, absolutely. It. He's worth it, it, it. What he can do is amazing. Yeah. What he can do with a football, like I said, he'll throw it left handed if he has to. He may even throw it left handed. You know what? I, I may take the uh over or under. We'll see. Uh will he throw throw a uh, pass with his left hand in the Super Bowl Let's we'll see if he chalks one of those out.
1: Since since Mahomes took over as quarterback for the Chiefs, I think he's been the best player in the NFL. Even though I mean Lamar Jackson's gonna get the M V P this year uh well, that's, fine. Be lamar jackson. that's fine but over the last two years i'm going to take you know mahomes has been a better player i
0: think yeah and lamar jackson definitely no matter what people say oh he's out of the playoffs oh maybe we hyped him up too much no <laughs> no none of that's true you know lamar jackson was the mvp this year just go back and look at his highlights if you don't believe it he did more yeah. than any other yeah and he only played player. like eight games last year you know what I mean? yeah so like- and they still made the playoffs so yeah so, and- yeah, so. I think obviously, uh, if you're ta- if you're you know if you're picking a quarterback, you're going with Mahomes ten times out of ten over Lamar Jackson. At least I am. Again, no disrespect to M- Lamar Jackson, but that just shows how good Patrick Mahomes really is. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm with you on that for sure. I'm with you
0: on that tenfold.
1: I would, yeah, ten, if, you, tenfold. If, if I'm the well number, number one, number one, pick in in the draft, starting a new league and you know new franchise, everyone's on the board. Pat Mahomes, give him to me
0: right now. That's right. You know I mean, set, set me up all.
1: the next fifteen years.
0: So Bo, we got some other news about another quarterback right now, Philip Reavers. Reeve, Philip Rivers <laughs> <laughs> leaving the Chargers. Uh, should I call him Philip Reavers for the rest of the uh, rest of the off season? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I don't think they'd like that. People would like that very much. But people wouldn't but... like that. They'd say that's corny. But Bo, so the Chargers have reportedly moved on from Philip Rivers. Um, I think the top three landing spots for him are probably the Colts, the Bears, and the Buccaneers. Um, I, for some reason I see the Colts, I think it comes down. So okay. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Okay. Where can you see rivers most likely at the Indianapolis Colts, the Chicago bears or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Where do you think it's most likely out of those three? He ends up.
1: I think he would like convenience. And I think if the bucks will pay him, I think he'll go there. I mean, he's got, he's got two great receivers to throw to there.
0: That's true. Now let me ask you this: and a coach
1: that wants him to throw
0: the ball, if they'll pay him, you know what I mean? Well, he also had, I mean, I guess two great receivers is maybe a stretch, but he had some solid receivers in San Diego or Los Angeles, whatever.
1: Yeah, he definitely had good receivers there, but I mean, he didn't have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin sitting there. Yeah, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I would, I'll take Mike Evans and Chris
0: Godwin. Okay. I, that's okay, that's fine. But I don't think anyone's complaining with Keenan and Mike
1: Williams. No, they're not. But why would you, when you're already permanently moving to Florida, why would you turn down the opportunity to play with those guys if you're going to get paid top dollar to do it? That's I mean, true. I, I don't think he's going to throw 30 interceptions okay. or whatever
0: Jameis threw this year. So here's my thing. I don't see, again, to. Because um, Jameis wants top dollar, too. You know, Jameis I mean? wants top dollar. And see, yeah. this is what I think. I mean, he's going to get it. I think he's going to get it. And I think the Buccaneers are going to give it to him.
1: You think the Bucks are just going to seal him up because he's
0: younger, probably? Yeah, I think they're going to yeah. seal him up. Because yeah. think about it, think about it. Philip Rivers is like you know at the end of his at the end of the line right now. I don't know, and you I know don't I see th- the Colts
1: I, paying a guy at the end of the line. You know what I mean? I don't see I, that's I don't see that as a very Colts move. I
0: don't I don't I'm going honest with you man. I think this could play out in a couple of different ways. I think a team I think he becomes a free agent and a team swipes him up immediately or I think he sits. I think he sits as a free agent for a while. I think I think it could easily go that direction where Philip Rivers ends up being a free agent and he's not picked up until there's a, a pretty serious quarterback injury in the NFL next season. Was I
1: right here that he might like Tennessee was an option that he would like?
0: Tennessee also was an option.
1: Yeah.
0: But, you know, you got the Chicago Bears as well. Obviously, Trubisky doesn't look like he's playing out. But, again, I still think the Bears stick with Trubisky. Yeah, right now. I don't see them, you know, bringing in a new quarterback right now. Uh, The Colts are interesting. I think the Colts, one, I don't think Jacoby Brissett is still getting enough credit. Um, You know, people are going to point to his numbers. And say that, you know, handed the ball off a lot in big game situations or turned it over. But that's also basically the first real year Brissett was starting. I think Brissett played pretty damn well, if you may be honest. At one point, the Colts were leading their division. So, and I also believe the Colts, you know, Chris Ballard is a pretty aggressive guy when it comes to free agency in the draft. And that's why um, I don't
1: think I just don't see. That's what I agree with you. He's an aggressive draft guy. I just don't see him paying a thirty-eight year old quarterback to be, you know for a long what, what term, about, maybe a year or two. Could
0: you being, see Teddy Bridgewater going to the Colts? Yes. Okay, I could see that. And but, yeah, that's rumored. That's rumored right now that yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. And I'm taking Teddy Bridgewater over Phillip Rivers. Sorry, Philip, but I'm taking Teddy Bridgewater every time. I, think, I really I think, am. Yeah. I mean would you I mean would, River, would you I'm not paying
1: 38 year old Rivers. No, I'm, just, I'm not either. I mean? yeah. If I'm a GM it's just you I mean unless you can get him on a one or two year deal I mean for for not that much
0: money which he won't I mean you're going to have to pay him $25 million. Yeah, it's sorry to all our uh, Philip Rivers stands out there but I just cannot yeah. I can't uh And he's to start
1: soon. I mean he went 5 and 1 this year when
0: Breeze went down I think. And obviously, you know, in my latest mock that I just did, I have the Chargers selecting Justin Herbert, who just won Senior Bowl MVP yeah. and just put on a show in Mobile. So he basically just solidified it. He He's a I would say he's a top six lock at this yeah. point. So I do see the Chargers drafting Justin Herbert, you know, unless someone gets it beforehand. Uh, and I do think that's why they're moving on from Phillip Rivers. Now, hey, what did it, I don't know what Phillip Rivers was asking for? Would I have maybe kept Philip Rivers? I uh, see. I don't know Philip Rivers' mindset. See, I don't know how Philip Rivers would have been sitting behind a rookie and and helping the rookie get over his you know his bumps in the road, his first rookie season. I, I don't know how Philip Rivers would be that. I feel like Philip Rivers has a fire in him that he wants to be the starter, he wants playing time. But you know, I think it would have been nice if they could have kept Philip Rivers in there for Justin Herbert if they get Herbert. To come in and kind of sit there and learn what an NFL quarterback should be like and learn the ways of the trade and stuff like that. But again, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But I still, in my late, latest mock, have Justin Herbert going to the Chargers.
1: Well, at, and, you know, and it's a they got Tyrod Taylor, I believe, in, in LA, LA right now. They do. You
0: know, that's a, that's a good model. That is a know, good to, model
1: to, to, to look to. You know, he no one works. I wouldn't say anyone outworks Tyrod Taylor. You know, no, prepared, no, I, you're I, right. You know, right. I mean, he can will def- definitely have a mentor as long as they keep Tyrod on the roster, which I think they should do. Oh, they
0: definitely should keep Tyrod. Ty you got I to. Think it he's just, under contract. So I think yeah, he's under contract. Yeah. Um, another, another topic we got going on, guys. Antonio Brown, the latest with him. Basically, um, now I believe I'm right in this, but now Antonio Brown is not on house arrest anymore. Is that correct? Yeah, that that is correct. Okay, but
1: he—that is a, with a, he, I think he has agreements to go to uh, meet different, you know, um, alcohol and you know. A yeah, substance well, he needs to speak.
0: meet with somebody. That—that's for sure. He needs to be meeting weekly with somebody. That's for sure. I, mean, I,
1: I had I heard. I mean, I had read that he was, you know, smoking and stuff like that. So.
0: Well, it's not. I mean, after hearing everything that's been going on, I definitely thought that none of this was going on sober. And if it was sober, I was more concerned. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm. I'm happy to see that. You know, in a way, I'm. Happy to see it's when he's not been sober, but then again, I'm you know unhappy to see that he's going through you know stuff with drug use, alcohol, things like that. So basically, Antonio Brown has come out again, guys, and said he wants to play in the NFL. Imagine that he's come he out is. once again, There's apologize, <laughs> you know, just comes around every you know full moon that he apologizes and says, Hey, I want to come back in the NFL. Ta- talent cures everything. So let me ask you this. Uh, will a team take a chance on the seven-time Pro Bowler?
1: And on top of
0: that, is he worth the risk? Okay,
1: <laughs> is, that's two it, totally different questions. I agree. That I agree. It is. I don't know if he's worth the risk. I would say if if he, if it was my choice, I'd say no. But I would say that there's a team out there that if he passes, you know, multiple drug tests, and they talk to him, and he and he leaves the entourage at home, and actually. you know, meets a team's demands and is like, you know, putting himself out there and being like, you know, I really want to play this game again. It really owns up to everything, you know, just don't complete 180 from what we've seen so far or, you know, complete 360, whatever. You just turn around and, you know, he's got to be the complete opposite of what he's being now. And if a team sees that, that really needs a dynamic threat downfield, somebody will probably give a chance. I mean, it's not, I mean, you got to give them, you know, one year cheap deal. So I wouldn't pay him.
0: I wouldn't pay him anything, you know, anything big. This guy has so much to prove. It's not even funny. Like I don't know how long this guy would have to be proving himself for. I trusted him at I mean, this point because you never know, man. How do you know that he didn't just you just been in a good mood for two weeks and then all of a sudden, oh, he doesn't. He doesn't like the socks they're asking him to wear. And he's like, Oh, it goes off the, just goes off the, the axles screws come out of the axle and he just loses control again. And here we are all over again. He's not playing for you. He's fighting with you in, in camp and stuff like that. So that's like what I would be really worried about is can this guy is, is the good mental health that he's hoping to gain sustainable. I don't know if he's going to be able to act like an adult and, be you know, responsible and not have these outbursts like he's been having. I mean, how do you know that this guy doesn't get in trouble again or has something off the field happen? Like we've seen on Instagram live and things like that. And the stuff that he's tweeting, man. Like, I, I don't know if I, as a team, okay, you said no. You said you couldn't take the, the chance. I, right? I would
1: not take the risk, but I, I think if
0: he comes back and is clean, somebody will. Okay. So I'm going to say someone's definitely going to take a chance. There's no way there's not a team out there that doesn't need a, a guy like Antonio Brown. And, and well, maybe as of right now, there's probably no locker room that needs Antonio Brown in it, but, but, you know, moving forward, if he shows it, he's, he's on the path to being better, he's acting better, things like that. He's the old Antonio Brown. There's, there's definitely a locker room in the NFL and a team that would love to have Brown's talents and, Brown can definitely still help a team out. I mean, just because he's acting like this does not take away from his talent. None of this is, you know, negating the talent this guy has. He'll, he'll guy, still go
1: out there and mosh you.
0: Oh, th- yeah, this guy it was. Let's let's be honest. This guy was the best receiver in the league for probably six, five or six years. So, is it worth it? Yes and no. I mean, I think he can definitely. Um, help the offense we all know that what he's capable of doing on the field but is it worth what could be happening off the field i don't know so i'm gonna leave a yes and no answer on that would i take the chance no i personally wouldn't i think the nfl was just as much fun to watch this year without antonio brown you know sorry brown but <laughs> that's the way i feel like i said i mean the i pro- did when the I, product is always good no I, didn't, I didn't i didn't walk you know i wasn't kicking rocks watching my tv screen saying ah oh, but antonio brown's not out there
1: yeah, I, I can't. Do, I can't watch this Sunday. Ab's yeah. not out there. <laughs> you know,
0: Ab's not out there. She's just ruined the whole league. Like, no, I was still sitting there with a beer in front of my TV screen watching uh, football games on Sunday. So yep, glued. that's that's the that's the way I see it. I don't think it's. You know, I think a team will take a chance. Would it be me if I was GM? No, I would not. Just because of everything that has been going on recently in the past. But Bo, moving on, should Greg Olson retire? Should the tight end retire after his 13-year career? Um, obviously, guys, Panthers and Greg Olson mutually agreed to part ways after nine seasons together, and what a nine seasons that was. I loved watching Greg Olson play for the Panthers. I loved watching him with the, with the Bears, but Greg Olson is just a model tight end, a model human being. You, you don't find a better guy than him. I think I would love to hear him in the booth as an analyst and stuff like that. Oh, they'd,
1: they'd write it as a blank check if he wants
0: that. uh, Oh my, what are you talking about? Millions. If he wants millions, man. Yeah. But do you think it's time for Greg Olson to call it quits? Not
1: if he thinks his body can handle it. No, I mean, you can't. If a player wants to play, I mean, I think I think he's the kind of guy where playing is his first instinct. He loves. I think he's great in a locker room, and I think he loves being a part of a locker room, just being a part of a team. Some guys like that's their favorite part about football is not you know hitting people. It's it's being a part of that group. You know? Is yeah, it, definitely. It, you know, be, you know, having having fifty three brothers by the end of a season. You know, people uh, people people fall in love with that journey, and I think he's one of those guys, and he's a guy that you know whether he's your starter or whether he's your backup I mean he he can benefit a team if you know as long as he feels like his body can handle it I'd put him through a physical and make him you know throw a pretty hard workout and see how he does you know obviously I think that's what some some teams going to do but he'll he'll benefit somebody if he wants to play I don't I don't think he should give it up and go to the booth I mean players like you know Jason Witten obviously regretted it you know he might regret it. I, you know yeah,
0: if, that's the if, biggest thing I would say is you watch players that go to the booth. You know most recently being Jason Witten that regret it and want to come back and play football. So you know if you're not ready to give it up, Olson, don't give it up. I love watching you on Sunday. I will continue love watching you on Sundays. Um, you know I got a lot of love for you as a tight end. You're one of the greats. So you know if he can, if he thinks his body can still stand up and it's durable enough to keep playing, the only problem I have with that is to this point recently it's he has shown it's not he he's had some durability to, uh concerns so well, i mean I he re-, re
1: he rebroke the same bone you know he broke the same bone twice well see, know, but and, is that going to be, be a he, lingering issue he, he didn't he didn't he i think i was i watched the thing uh interview with him today uh he didn't miss a snap or he didn't miss you know miss a game for like a like i think like 10 seasons or like, you know, it was like a hundred games or something he said.
0: Yeah, and then all the of the a sudden three years. Yeah. It's yeah and weekend. and
1: and all the, all of a sudden he just breaks a bone in his foot comes back the next year and re-breaks the same bone. And it's like, Oh Lord, like, you know, Greg should hang it up. You know, that's like what everybody's immediate assumption, yeah. you know, and I, I I don't, I don't necessarily know that's true. You know, I mean, he, he could definitely help a locker room, you know? Oh,
0: he um, absolutely could go right in and set the status quo. Help you develop the a
1: young. Help you. I mean, what, the, what's his backup's name? Uh, Ian Thomas. Is that Ian Thomas, name? who is going yeah. to be
0: a good tight end in uh, Exactly,
1: and, and and to say Greg Olson has no hand in that is crazy.
0: Oh, he's definitely played a big part in that. Mm-hmm. And you know, like like you said, he could go into any locker room and step right in immediately and make some good changes. Co- coaching, you know, just coaching up the younger guys. Uh, he's a guy that you want in your locker room. It's and, the same
1: concept as when you said uh, it'd be nice if, you know, Herbert came in and had that older quarterback to watch and mentor. It's the same concept. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And, and I feel for Panthers fans because they've now, you know, Ron Rivera's gone out, and then you lose Lou Keekley and then now Greg Olson. Two, you know, two players that were just the heart and the soul of Carolina football. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I would. I, I would – I feel for the Carolina fans. that's all I'm gonna say because losing two guys like that that have dedicated you know their football career to playing Carolina football and doing as much as they could for them I uh, been on those that great Super Bowl run, the fifteen and one season um it's definitely the end of an era down there for the Panthers. so, I feel for you guys that are Panthers fans. I know I got some buddies that are Panthers fans in my circle. So I know this has been tough, but hey, I think better things are coming with the Matt Rule era. And yeah, I think definitely, Florida,
1: definitely be excited about the direction.
0: Yeah, be be in. excited because I think Matt Rule yeah. is the guy for the job. I think that's probably about the best hire you could have gotten in Carolina. Yeah. You still got run CMC. You can't yeah. be that upset. We don't know. We, they could be losing another big guy, uh, Bo. They could be losing Cam Newton. We don't know what's going on in that situation right now. I think he'll be around. I, I think the Panthers are in play somewhat for a new quarterback in the draft. We'll see. I don't know, you know. Matt rule will have a solid amount to do with that we'll see what his take is and all that um cam's health is gonna you know play a big part in that I don't think Kyle Allen is the guy moving forward I think he did just fine last year um he's some, good people, some people some yeah. people disagree with me but I think I think you know Kyle Allen came in he he showed he can do it if needed so you know I think he's a a, a solid bridge quarterback but we'll see what happens with cam with his health. Um, with the Matt Rule era, era starting in uh, Carolina. Uh, moving on, Bo, another guy that may be leaving his team. So it's a lot of guys here, a lot of older guys that are looking like they may be. A lot, a lot of free agents. A lot of free agents. Tom Brady, is he leaving New England? Um, do you buy it, Bo? Do you, do you uh, buy that I'm he's leaving? I'm not I'm not selling that. I'm not uh, buying. So, okay, so tell me your point on this. Uh, well, I just, New England,
1: I mean, he's going to ride off in the sunset with New England. I mean that's just my opinion. I don't think there's anyone to replace him. I don't think that it's not like New England's got some high draft pick they're going to be working with to get a quarterback. Hey know. man, maybe they maybe I mean, they
0: give the ball to Jarrett Stidham. No, no, no
1: they're not <laughs> no, going to do that. No, no, I think I think you you let Brady stay. Brady's already taking pay cuts so the rest of his team can you know get you know pay other players. You know. He's already like not one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league, and he's not gonna. It's not like he's gonna ask for a ton more money all of a sudden, you know. He's he still. I think he's still got to keep TV twelve on the field, and I think that's what's gonna happen.
0: Well, winning is obviously the most important to Brady, and that's why he's taking these these pay cuts. I don't buy that he's gonna leave New England. Uh, I think it's just a lot of, it's a, it's a big smoke show right now. I think I, I'm not gonna buy that until it actually happens. Until it, he leaves New England, I'll never say he's leaving. Like you said, I think he's going to ride off into the sunset. I think he will retire. Hey, the greats do it the same way, right? Kobe Bryant was a Laker his whole career. I think Tom Brady's going to be the exact same way. I think Tom Brady's going to win these championships in New England, be the heart and soul of that team, and then ride off into the sunset and call it quits as a New England Patriot. I do not see him. I can't imagine seeing Tom Brady play for another NFL team. Can
1: you you imagine him in a Chargers uniform? It's just not going
0: to happen. Never. I could never see that. Like, imagine, I'm trying to think, what, what is probably the weirdest uniform I could see him in? Like, imagine seeing him in a Cincinnati Bengals uniform.
1: Oh, that would be very weird. Very yeah. weird. I
0: mean, that alone may knock his Hall of Fame resume, just being in a yeah, Bengals jersey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, it's, imagine him being on the Browns,
0: you know what I mean, or the Dolphins. Oh, my God, imagine. Weird. Oh, if he went to the Dolphins, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, oh, in, a, they're my gosh. in a
1: quarterback, you know, controversy constantly.
0: I don't think it's much of a controversy, man. We're actually going to get to that when we get into the college topics. But like you said, man, so I'm going to give you my prediction, Bo. I see Brady in New England for two more years, and then he calls it quits and rides off into the sunset as the, the most, pretty much the most winningest quarterback of all time. That's Brady, how I see it going. He's the GOAT. I give him two more years. I think this year we started to see him regress a little bit. I think next season – Will kind of be about the same, but then the the, the season following that, you know, two seasons from now, I think you're going to see it's it's the end of the line for Brady. Um, and that whenever Brady decides to hang it up, we have no idea. We don't have sources. He could do it next week. We have no idea. So whenever he does it, though, it's going to be a sad day in the NFL. It'll be a happy day for a lot of fans because you know save some Super Bowls for the rest of us, big guy. But. Phew, I think I think it'll be a very sad day. As much as I've hated on Brady and I bet against Brady and he's taken my money time and time again. The worst, first of all, the worst bet that I've ever made, or probably I thought was the best bet I'd ever made. Halfway through the third quarter, I bet that the Falcons gonna win the Super Bowl, and I I pretty much was just done. I was just drinking beer, hanging out with people at that point. I was like, hey, you know, when that clock hits triple zeros, I'm gonna need your money. Then this guy just comes roaring back, makes the most unbelievable quarter, uh, quarterback you
1: uh, comeback. quarterback.
0: jinxed him. Yeah, best quarterback comeback or comeback in general in Super Bowl history. and Best just takes comeback of all time, period. So, <laughs> so I, de- I definitely think that he's going to ride off in the sunset with the New England Patriots. It will definitely shock me, and I'm sure you as well, Bo, and I'm sure – Hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of other fans out there, if this guy goes to another team and plays football. I just can't see it. I think – this is what I think would happen. I think if he saw that, you know, if New England was had the audacity to kind of like sweep him out the door, I think he'd call it quits then. I don't yeah, think – I don't think he goes to another team. I can't see him going to another team. Also, I never think the Patriots would ever push him out. I've, I really don't ever see them doing that. Unless it's just starting to get ridiculous – you know, kind of in a way like Eli Manning. I I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Like I said, I give him two more years and he, and he retires. But moving on, bro, let's get into some college topics, man. So you were talking about the Miami Dolphins. um, And, you know, they got a quarterback controversy going on down there. You got Rosen, Fitzpatrick, guys like that. So Tua is looking to participate in the NFL Combine this year. Um, and he has come out and pretty much said, or I think his father's come out and said that his preferred location to be drafted is Miami, which ought to perk up the ears of all these Miami fans. Cause you get to a two as your quarterback, you got a good guy as long as he's healthy and his re-pa- rehab goes all right. Um, I don't agree with the decision, Bo. I said, I think it was on a couple episodes ago. I said that there's no reason for Tua to to rush and take part in the NFL combine. I think he everyone from my standpoint he's the best pure passer in the draft i think everyone knows what this guy's capable of yes his his alabama career could have probably ended on a better note uh towards the end you know everyone he got he got put on the scene when he won the championship uh, against georgia in 2017 and then Ever since, he, he struggled in big games. And, I, okay, now people are going to sit here and point to the LSU game where the guy had like four touchdowns, and like 400 yards. But his completion percentage wasn't great. He turned the ball over, had some fumbles, things like that. So I don't – you know, his, his career with Alabama could have ended on a better note. I still think he's the best quarterback that Alabama has ever had in team history. But – I don't think there's any reason – and with that being said, I don't think there's any reason for him to go out, rush the rehab, and come and throw at the combine and take part in these drills because all – scouts aren't dumb. We've been watching this guy for three years now. I don't think there's – there's not a scout out there that doesn't think Tua can throw the ball, is accurate with it, has the arm, is mobile enough. Everyone knows what this guy's got. He played for Alabama. He played in the SEC West. He played in the best division in uh, in foot, or conference in football in college football, the SEC. He's gone up against team after team, and I mean solid, solid defenses. I don't think there's any reason for him to perform there. I think the Dolphins would take him if he did if he didn't come anywhere near Indianapolis um, for the combine. But I, I don't know what what's your take on that? But I just don't see there's any reason for him to come and take part in the drills.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you he didn't he didn't have to do it, and I, I think I'm, I kind of agree with you again he's he's le- i think he's just seeing how it ended at alabama and he thinks he needs to try and bring up his stock you know and i, I mean but i think he could really hurt himself i mean he could lose a lot of ground and you know in his draft in his draft placement you know what i mean he could he could really really hurt his stock rather than help it i don't know i don't know how much more he has to gain like we know he can throw the ball a mile you know what i mean we know we can, we can throw the ball into a tight window we already know that
0: yeah you know, so i, I like you said, but I don't think – there's a lot of guys – I don't think if, if he didn't show up at the combine, his draft stock is going to stay right where it is. It's not going to fall. I yeah, think I maybe, agree.
1: And, and, you know, some – It just some shows thing, he's taking rehab serious.
0: Able, and that's a good thing. And this may show teams – you know, maybe he's trying to show teams like it don't matter – if if my stock will stay the same, I want to show, show you that I'm not afraid to come out and compete with the other big names.
1: If he does the combine, he needs to be really selective about what he participates
0: in. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't need to be running a lot. He doesn't he's need to be doing Why Don't there. do the 40. There's no need no, for that. No, do not do the 40. Yeah. Do, absolutely. I, I I hadn't even thought about him doing the 40 because I didn't think there was even a chance of that happening. So, you know, he's going to – You just go there and throw, if anything, you know? And see what I would do if I was him. I, you know, I'd say screw the combine, find me at Alabama's pro day. Yeah. Like you know, I'll I'll be in. A how much post- how much
1: later are the pro days than the than the combine?
0: I think it's like three weeks or something like that.
1: Okay, yeah, definitely I would yeah, See me there on my home turf.
0: Yeah, see me there on my home turf. You guys want to see what I got, and I'll right, be coming down to Alabama then. Yep. You know I, you know, say let let the other guys show off in Indy.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, when y'all come down to Alabama, I'll show y'all what I've got. Yep. So that'd be my play. Um, uh, In other news, Bo, Ed Reed, the all time great at safety, has taken the position of chief of staff at the University of Miami. I think this is awesome. I was so happy when I read this. He's going to basically be assisting in team building, recruiting and other football operations. Imagine what that's going to do for the DB recruiting at Miami.
1: Well, I mean, so is he going to be actually on the recruiting trail? Is he allowed to do yeah, that? He,
0: yeah, he's going to be out there helping.
1: Wow, yeah, that's going to be imagine be big being time. a
0: DB that Miami's looking at. Oh, just Ed Reed you in your you mom's business, house. Yeah, Ed Reed sitting on your living room sofa saying, "Hey, um, you know, come down to Miami. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I was, this team made me great. You know, I I, I was an amazing guy on this team." C- come and be the next Ed Reed. Like, imagine. Imagine a guy hearing that, that. That And a lot of these young guys have probably studied Ed Reed film, have looked up to Ed Reed. I mean, think about it. It's if I was to I'd be looking at Troy Polamalu, Ed Reed. Um, I don't know if this guy doesn't. You know, Bob Sanders. I don't know if any of you guys remember him for the Colts. That was a, a guy I watched film on. I didn't even play football. I didn't. I was just a w- Weird addict to it. Guys. Bob so Sanders if you don't, laid if you, the wood, dude. Yeah, if you if you did, if you didn't watch Bob Sanders and you weren't a weird addict like I was, that's fine. I completely understand. Um, but Bob Sanders for the Colts laid the lumber. Like that guy, I loved watching Bob Sanders play. My personal favorite, safety all time, Brian Dawkins for Philadelphia. Yeah, so I was so about you got to say. you got, you know, we, yeah, you gotta mention Weapon X, man. But you Basically, you've got these young DBs that probably came up watching highlights of these guys. And that, that, that set the standard for what you want to be as a safety. You want to be a do-it-all guy who looked around, laid wood on guys, right? Yeah, we had ball so, hawking skills. Can, ball you know. hawking skills. You wanted all of it. Yeah. And, you know, and you know what? Think about it. Who's the guys nowadays people are probably watching, all right? Let's, th- let's think about the big safeties in the NFL right now. Honey Badger.
1: <laughs> of
0: course you've got Honey Badger. Yeah, right. Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick had an amazing sealer, uh, season with the Steelers. Um, I'm trying to, trying to Earl go through some. Thomas, uh, isn't he Of course, Earl Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Eric Berry. Derwin James. Oh, Derwin James. Jamal Adams. Oh, yeah, Jamal so, so, Adams. So you've talent. got a lot of good film, but the all-time greats. Those guys are on the level, the Palomalus, Sanders, Dawkins, Reeds. So I think this is an amazing hire for the Miami coaching staff. It's going to be awesome. It's a huge win for them. I actually have it in all caps, big win for Miami. So I think it's going to be amazing to see him go back to his alma mater where he just destroyed people on the field there in Miami for the Hurricanes. Um, Bo, we were just talking about the NFL combine, man. It is right around the corner. It takes place Sunday, February 23rd through Monday, March 2nd. Players are getting ready, man. They're training, rehabbing. They're getting ready to put on a show in Indy. I personally, though, cannot wait to see this quarterback class, wide receiver class, and cornerback class. I want to see what
1: C.D. Lamb runs, man.
0: What you talking about, man? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Alright, you want
0: to talk about running? Let's talk about what's I want Henry to see to all Henry. runs. What's, what's Henry Rugs forty times? Yeah. T. That, T. that guy's Higgins, got legit. T. Higgins
1: is gonna participate, right?
0: Oh, yeah, T. Higgins participate. Yeah, you gotta go there. You got Jalen Rieger from TCU. That guy's a burner. Um, KJ Hamler from Penn State. Obviously, you have. What's gonna be awesome? Jerry is Judy. Jerry Judy. You got. You gotta talk about Jerry Judy. Yeah, Devon Smith. Jamar, yeah, you say Jamar Chase. I haven't said Jamar. No, Jamar Chase yeah. is next year. Next year, okay. You're Justin talking about Jefferson? It, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Um, by the way. Thank you for mentioning it. Jamar Chase is going to be an unbelievable wide receiver prospect guy uh, yeah. guys next year. He is such a good deep threat, good route runner, physical. I can't wait to get my hand hands. On hit, my, my hands on that film for Jamar Chase. But Justin Jefferson, it's so many good guys, man, that are gonna be in that. You know, and you got three of them from Alabama. But you know, Henry Ruggs, like I was saying, has legit, legitimate. 4-2 speed. I can't wait to see what he runs at the Combine. Like I said, Jalen Rieger, um, KJ Hammer from Penn State is unbelievably fast. It, it's going to be really cool, man. You just had all these wide receivers up at, I mean, down in Mobile, putting on a show. You had Michael KJ Pittman, Hill going? The, KJ Hill will be there.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Um, a lot of guys don't know this guy's name. James Poach from SMU, small guy, slot receiver. I want to see what he could do against the big dogs up there. So, I can't wait to see the wide receivers. There's a lot of cornerbacks. You got Travon Diggs, Christian Fulton. Um, I just blanked really hard. Bo, help me out here. What am I blanking on? You got uh Christian Fulton, Travon Diggs, Jeff Gladney, Terrell, AJ Was it Terrell Lewis hey, from Alabama? No, Terrell Lewis linebacker. AJ Terrell AJ I'll Terrell. Okay. You think about AJ Terrell. AJ, from AJ, Lowell, AJ Terrell from Clemson. AJ Terrell needs to boost his stock right now because yeah. AJ Terrell got burnt got burnt in the LSU game. It is really, not a good look for him. He really got burnt in the Ohio state game. Yeah. Uh, and KJ Hill was on, uh, was a lot of the reason that happened. And then KJ Hill showed that was not a fluke uh, at the senior bowl. Yeah. So the, uh, obviously you got the quarterbacks. Can't wait to see Burrow. Can't wait to see my future quarterback, but can't wait to see Justin Herbert. Like I said, it'd be, you know, I don't agree with it, but if two wants to show up, Hey, I'll sit there and watch two or throw balls all day long. Um, you got Jordan love. Let's see what Jordan love can do for his stock. Yeah. yeah,
1: He needs it. He needs it big time. I don't think that he was like overly impressive in the senior bowl either.
0: I think he, I think he he stays status quo man on his stock. I don't, I I think he, maybe improved, moved him up a little, uh, you know, moved himself up a couple of spots, but this guy can really solidify himself. if he does really well beside these other big name guys. You've got Anthony Gordon, man, Washington state. This guy has been in a lot of news recently. We'll see what this guy's able to do. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm, I've pretty much completed my quarterback rankings. Like I said, guys, I'm going to have the TSR positional rankings, which is going to be around the top 15, top 20 at every position. Those will be out on Twitter around the end of February. So I will be sure to get back to you guys and let those let you know when those are exactly coming out. But, you know, Brian Lewerke, I can't wait to see him. You got Nate Stanley and Cole McDonald from Hawaii, man. I was breaking down some of his film the other day. Cole McDonald. I actually really like him as a prospect, and a lot of people aren't talking about him. I think this guy is going to come out and show that he's got what it takes in Indy um, late February or early March. So we'll see how that goes, man. But basically, like I said – so, okay, so let's, let's take let's take a guess real quick because I put this down. What is what is Henry Ruggs' 40 time going to be, bro?
1: Oh, God. I bet he runs the low 4.3s, like four threes. So you're one.
0: saying a low four, 3 I'm saying this guy runs a 4.27. That's a big prediction. It's bold. It's a big prediction. But I'm saying I'm saying Henry Ruggs has legit four two speed and I'm standing behind it. I think he runs a four two seven. So we'll we'll see. We'll see uh if I'm right on that. Bo's saying um low four three. Four three 3 three one. Okay, I'll say four two seven. We'll see. We'll see who gets it right. We'll keep up with this. Bo actually put that down right now because we never actually keep up with what we say. So it I you put that down right now for me. I will. I'm trying to right now. Also, I want to talk about the National Scouting Combine. This is produced by Jimmy Kibble and Beyond Sports Network Foundation. Um, TSR is actually partnering with these guys. These guys do an amazing job for small school athletes. They they know how to get these guys' names out there. Let them and they basically they set up a, a small school combine basically to let these guys come out. You know they, they put it the same week the combine is. So these guys know how to um, run this business of knowing how to get to the scouts, NFL scouts, and there's gonna be other scouts there. There's scouts from every level of professional football that are gonna be there, guys. If you're a small school athlete, I don't know. I think you may have missed the uh, the. Um, you know, end date to get your name in for this one, get it in next year, guys, get it in next year. This guy, this is a legit combine. Unfortunately, I will not be able to be up there this year. Like I said, their TSR is partnered with them and I am going to be having some of their guys come on for interviews before they go up there. Uh, Like I said, some guys like Justin Wilson, who's a uh, linebacker safety hybrid. He's going to be coming on talking about what he wants to prove going up to Indy at the national scouting combine. So guys, please, if, um, Look forward to that going on up there. That will be February 23rd through the 26th. Also, any scouts that are interested, I actually have some invitations to the National Scouting Combine. So any scouts that are listening to this, if you would like to go and get a look at what Jimmy Kibble is running up there, which is an unbelievable event, please email me at scoutingbreakdown, excuse me, scoutingbreakdown at gmail.com. Almost sounded like a Twitter handle, didn't it, Bo? Yeah, a little bit. But uh, anyway, guys, there will be no episode next week. I'm sorry. I will be on a business trip all next week. So next week we will not have an episode out. But you guys – Be sure to catch us the following Thursday. We will absolutely have some content out. And as a matter of fact, the Saturday, not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday, I will be meeting with Justin Wilson. We're going to be getting that interview done. We're going to have it on the next podcast for you guys. So I cannot wait to meet with Justin. Let you guys hear what he is excited to do up there in Indy. Uh, Bo, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about before I give them the last words? I think we covered it all, man. All right, guys. Well, last words from the TSR podcast. Ramiro Ferrand, I say his name every time. Please get in contact with him if you are a small school athlete and you need some athlete management or a sports agent. Find him on Twitter, at Ferrand Sports. That's at at F-E-R-R-A-N-D Sports on Twitter. Um, Like I said, this guy's supposed to be coming on, doing an interview for us. He just sent me some more guys. Just sent me an email recently of more guys to get in contact with for TSR to – provide services to so I cannot wait to jump into that. Um also guys, Robert Robinson. This guy just did Bo I don't know if you saw it. But but Mr. Rob <laughs> Rob just killed the graphic game with the graphics and drawings he put out for Kobe after the dudes those, came out. Yeah. This guy's talent is unreal, guys. I, I I'm not gonna keep telling you about all the stuff I have in my house. You can believe me or not, I'm gonna have all this framed. So professionally framed. It's that good. It's really that good. Um, Bo, I think I may uh, may get you a Christmas present this year, something like that for your birthday. Get get him to draw something up nice for you. But guys, please find him on Twitter. Check out his merchandise too. If you go to his Twitter, which is at RobRobGraphics, go in his bio. He has the link to his online store. You can find t-shirts, everything like that. I'm about to order my Blitzlytics t-shirt. I cannot wait Get that and get it, get it in. Okay. Also, guys, follow Blitzalytics on Twitter and visit blitzalytics.com. That is B-L-I-T-Z-A-L-Y-T-I-C-S. Go on the members tab, find Jacob Patterson, pull up my profile, read about me, read some of the articles I just wrote, and check it out. Give me a thumbs up, guys. Comment on there. i I don't know. I'm embarrassed of my picture I have on there, but Jack made me put one on there. So Yes, yes. do stop worrying about that stuff. But anyway, like I said, guys, <laughs> and one last time the upcoming interview with Justin Wilson, I cannot wait to talk to Justin. I've been on the phone with him many a times. Great guy, even better football player. So I cannot wait to do that. But Bo, it has been amazing, man. I have more and more fun every time I come on here and record with you. Like I said, man, I'm glad we got the mic. The mic worked out. I've been having trouble with my mic, guys. So if you've been hearing any echoing in the uh, background on any of these episodes, I hope we cut that out this time around. Bo's been helping me. Bo's the professional, apparently. I'm, I am not. So but Bo's, Bo's <laughs> over here helping me out, guys. But, Bo, like I said, it's been awesome, man. It's been a great night of recording with you. We'll have some more football talk, not this coming Thursday, but the next Thursday after. All right, guys? Alright, we all have a great night, and thank you so much for tuning in to the TSR Podcast. And TSR out. You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in. This is the TSR Pod where all we do is win. It's just football fiends on a mission, delivering opinions of my significance. Man, I hope you've been listening. scouting is the business. You are welcome cause it's a privilege. Most people in this position just don't give it away. No, all that's left to stay now is welcome to the show. Cause you know Jacob and
1: Ball, we're ready, so let's go. With the feeling don't start, continue